This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. I've made a terrible mistake. My character sheet says that I speak Merengian. You see another previously unseen assailant, so two more attacking Shaba, along with another warg that runs in. Gleam on, gleam on. The wargs seem to go down faster than the gnolls, or is that just me? I will hypnotic pattern those three. They make wisdom saves. All three of them failed the saves. They are cut. Nice. The one gnoll that you hit takes a shot and then starts to run away through the woods. Oh. Hey, come back here, you know. So, I don't want this knoll to get away. I'm going to move, and then I'm going to misty step the rest of the distance. Six. Dimashes. Seven piercing. Getting close. I will use a blade flourish. Deal an extra. Two damage. Not enough to take it out. So, no. it staggers a bit, but keeps on running. Eighteen. That hits. Thirteen damage. You bring down the last one. All right. It'll just start going over there and uh, tying those guys, the hypnotized guys, up chain gang style. The three of them. Yeah, could we do something like that? Don't we have manacles or something? Yeah, we'll just rip the weapons out of their hands, toss them in a pile away from them, and uh, take one of those 50-foot lengths of rope. And then Well, they're dazed. Does that mean they've lost, like, that they're kind of slack on any weapons or gear they were holding? Or I, I just wonder how hypnotic pattern really works. I'm, I'm with you, Jay. Like, whatever we can do... Yeah. With them completely helpless and disarmed, like, I'm in. But I just want to know what the limitations are. Like, I take their coats off and wear them. <laughs> and, like, I make mean faces at them while they're... They're incapacitated. Yeah, it's like one of those guards outside of Buckingham Palace. You can pretty much do anything to them and they won't react. <laughs> they're catatonic. We steal all their belongings and leave them in a catatonic state. <laughs> like the good heroes we are. Yeah. No, we, we eat their stew in front of them. Oh, yeah, then, that's then glorious. <laughs> you got, I believe, 36 seconds before the spell ends. Well, so the question was, then, can we take the weapons out of their hands, first of all? Yeah, you can do that. Incapacitated just says, can't take actions or reactions. Okay. So they can't react to us. Spell ends if they take damage or if you use your action to wake them up. Hmm. All right. So we collect their weapons. I mean, the the big guy was attacking with claw and teeth, so... Yeah. Okay, well, any of them that have weapons, we get them. Then we tie a single length of 50-foot rope around each of their ankles. <laughs> and then we kick them to the ground. No, then <laughs> Shouldn't we, just... we tie up their hands, too? Yes. But first is their ankles so that they can't run away. They're all tied together and their ankles are tied close to one another. Sounds like that's going to take up most of the time. Yeah, we only have 36 seconds. Yeah, so feet first and then if we have time, hands. But if not, then they'll just be bound. So, you know, you know, like, they tie, like, in prisons, like, they tie the... Chain gang? Well, yeah, and they put, your, like, your ankles are close together so you can't run. You can only spread your feet so far apart. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm getting the feeling that the DM wants us to set up to kill them. Well, sure, but we have to make sure that they don't run away before we kill them. Because we can't just That's slit true. their throats. There's no, like, auto-kill. Mm-hmm. No. If we're going to calp Degrassi them, it's not going <laughs> to kill them all the way. It's just going to be an auto-crit. Maybe we move Tokus into the middle of the three. 
Well, let's get them tied up first, and then we'll decide what to do once the spell runs out. Sure. Well, well yeah. we need to move over there and, and tie them up. Sure. That's the plan. So how is this going to happen thing? Can we do it? Shop is proposing? Yeah, so you spend around basically getting up to them. Shabba's right next to them, but the others yeah. need to get there. So disarming them. You'd have to move for a round and disarm the two by where Stripey was, by the clearing. Yeah. And then the others can catch up to you, and I guess you take out a rope and throw them one end of the rope while they tie up the big one, and you tie up the two normal ones. Yeah, so then we're, all t- we're each tying one, and we're all doing it simultaneously. So you probably finish right around, or probably just before the spell would end. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, these guys are pretty intelligent, right? Maybe we could get them to surrender. I mean, they have s- some intelligence. Yeah, I think they have their own language and everything. They were smart enough to spread out when they heard Shaba and set up an ambush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, the plan is to take out the gnolls, then we go after the big guy. Yep. Yeah. Copy that. Okay. All right. Now we're set. They're tied, so, I mean, they can walk slowly but can't run. All right. So it's Aslo, Noel, Tokus, Noel, Stripey, with Shaba off in the woods. Yep. yep. And the big one's by itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Begin C. I make a nature check because I'm really curious whether this is actually a flind or if it's just a big gnoll. Uh, that's a 21. Ooh. You've heard about flins and gnolls and stuff. You're not super familiar with them, but this looks like it's just a particularly large and sturdy example. It, it doesn't look like it's a different species or anything different okay. derivative thing. Right on. It's just a big one. Just a big boy. Yeah. All right. Let's drop back into initiative, shall we, boys? Yes, we shall. With pleasure. Because Flins are still gnolls, too, but you think that Flins are probably bigger and stronger than even this guy is. Okay. Wow. We could try to get them to surrender, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, talking's a free action. He said they don't speak our language, though. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be very easy to get them to surrender. I mean, we've already taken their weapons away, so they can fight with their teeth, but I don't, they won't understand what we're saying, obviously. So, Aslo's spell would end at the start of Aslo's turn. They break out of their stupor and look around, realize they don't have their weapons anymore. The two that you're surrounding, at least, have noticed that they're also tied up, but they're looking angry rather than scared. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will double attack this one in front of me. Okay. So first one with advantage from flanking. Uh, that is a 12. Does a 12 hit? Yeah. No. Okay. I assume you also took their shields. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Full full disarm. I mean, we didn't we didn't take a, their like their armor off, but if they have any. Second attack is a 19 to hit for 8 piercing. Hit. And I think that's it for me. Shaba. All right. So I hit the one by Stripey for 10. Okay. It's my arrow. Then Stripey rolled a 15 to hit. Hit. And... He got 11 damage. All right, so you and Stripey take down one. Tokus, you can start your attacks, too. I'm going to move my hex to the one that's next to Aslo. Here we go. Nice. Uh, that should hit. And damage. That was not great on the D8. So that's uh, five physical, five necrotic. That'll take it down. Sweet. So there's only one left. Tokus, you still have a second attack. Yeah, let's not waste it. So I'll move up to the big boy and attack. So that's an, uh, another, that's my fourth natural one. Wow. wow. Good job. Yep. I'm, I'm really good at this game, guys. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, the more attacks you get, the more likely it is to get ones and twenties. That's true. Stripey's turn. 
Stripey will run over and flank the big boy with Tokus. And Stripey misses. Okay. So this guy looks around, sees the carnage all, all around him, and you know, the bodies of his many friends, or at least his companions. And he lets out a terrifying howl. He doesn't seem to show any intention of running away from this fight. Oh. How wounded is Stripey? How does he look? Uh, he looks all right. Wasn't he at 28? He was, yeah. But he's not at 28 anymore. He looks fairly wounded. <laughs> he's still a softer target than Tokus, so he's going to attack Stripey. It's a hit, hit, hit. <laughs> oh, boy. So Stripey needs to make a con save. With advantage. With advantage, yes. All right. Uh, that's going to be a 23. Okay, well, that succeeds. So he takes six points from the bite, plus... 11 and 6 from Claws. 6 plus 11 plus 6? Yes. So, 23 damage. Alright, he is down. Stripey? No. No, Stripey, no. Oh, oh no, Stripey. Stripey, no. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, the Null lets out yet another howl, turns, and attacks Tokus. Wow, he has that many attacks? He's action surging, bro. That's gotta be what it is. (laughs) That's not enough to hit you, though. Tries to bite, and you block it. Ezra. I guess I will run over and try to attack him. Or no, should I heal Stripey up? I'm going to heal Stripey. I don't hate that idea, because Jay's about to get a shot on this guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or Stripey won't miss his own turn as well. Uh, Yeah, right. Plus he'll get his follow-up attack. Would I be able to get up to Stripey to heal him? You heal at range, right? Uh, Cure wounds is touch. Oh. Um... No, he moves farther than you do. Okay. So I'll go up, but then I will use Mass Healing Word instead. Sweet. So, up to six creatures of my choice can regain HPs. I will choose um, all four of us. <laughs> choose the null. <laughs> Just him. Just him, that's all. You don't have to choose six. You could choose one, and it could be the null. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you could choose five. You could heal all of us. That's right. We all regain... 1d4 plus my jaw mod. Yes. So strong. So that's a total of 7 HPs. Nice. Dude, 7 times 4, that's solid. Awesome. Yeah. I'll take it. That was your minimum. Yes, it was. Yep. <laughs> but that's still good. Roll to 1. Like, so sweet, though. You roll minimum, and yet you healed the party for 7 times 4. Right. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. And it's a bonus action. That was a bonus. Like, couldn't you have move, move then? Like, move, move, bonus action, healing word? Probably, yeah. Or I could just move up next to this guy and attack him. So I think I'll do that. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, It's going to be an 11 to hit. That misses. You still have mirror images, right? I would technically have them for one more round, because it was basically cast hypnotic pattern, and then I think it was two rounds later. I did mirror image, so I have them for one more round. Right, so you should still have it for one or two more rounds, right? Yeah. Which is very important. That's true. Shabba's turn. All right, big boy is marked. Roger, we got a mark on big boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's only a 14 to hit. 14 hits. All right. Nice. Sweet. Nine. Nine damage. That's the first hit he's taken. Oh, wow. All right, Stripey's follow-up. Stripey's follow-up will hit with a 16. Four, nine damage. All right. You and Stripey do a nice combo attack, and it's Tokus's turn after this. Hmm. All right, so move the hex, and let's do some attacks. So I'm just going to do them both at the same time. Those should both hit, because you said 14 hits. 
Rolling all my damage dice together, and... Wow. I rolled max on the bludgeoning. All right. So that would be 12 plus 12 physical, and then another (laughs) 6 necrotic. (laughs) Wow. 30 damage? Sick. Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. Or... 12 plus, yeah, 12 plus 12 plus 6. Mm. Okay, so you just smash him twice in the back, or once in the back and then once in the back of the knee. <laughs> and he turns towards you in pain and hatred. You can see it in his eyes. Mm. And it's right mm. turn. Oh, I had advantage for that, too. I didn't even think about that. Oh, dang. I, I didn't need it. Strappy gets a 20 to hit. Those could have been crits, though, guys. Could have been a crit. Roll just to check. Yeah, they weren't, but I'll keep that in mind. Uh, Stripey deals another nine to him. Okay, this is a lot of damage in a very short (laughs) order. So the knoll is being torn to shreds, adding to its many battle scars that it already has. (laughs) Aslo, how hurt are you looking right now? Uh, I am about half hurt. No, I'm not even half hurt, actually. (laughs) Tokus is still armored, Shava's too far away. I mean, are we talking physically or emotionally? Emotionally, yeah, exactly. Uh, How hurt are you on a scale of... I did get knocked on the ground twice, so I've taken more emotional damage than physical damage. (laughs) It's very possible. All right, well, I'm going to first try to claw at Stripey. Missed. So I missed twice, and then bite Stripey... And he takes six and makes a con save. All right. Oh, he's at one. <laughs> yep, he's at one. Uh, yeah, the con save is a 17. And he's at one. <sighs> All right, so that passed. And I failed to do anything good on my turn because I rolled terribly on all this. <laughs> so you could tell he was trying to you know, take one of you down as his last defiant action. Yeah. But failed to do that much. And the four of you working together will have no trouble taking him out this round. Mm, nice. What's his HP? Uh, he's got ten hit points left. Oh, he's, he's done. <laughs> so you <laughs> surround him and hammer and slash and bite and shoot. And yeah. he goes down with one final blood-curdling howl into the night. I feel a little bad about this because they are kind of intelligent. It's uh, just they use their intelligence for evil. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't exactly. feel too bad about it, Tokus. Don't feel bad about attacking cult members. Oh, you know what else I don't feel bad about? Dinner. Some soup. <laughs> it's time. Let's, Let's cook up see some rolls. These guys are. No, they've, they've, already, they've already been cooking. What are these guys cooking up? Let's give it a taste test. All right, so you head back over to the pot. It's still bubbling and boiling. You give it a nice smell. It smells pretty good. But then as you're leaning in to get a closer look, you hear a little muffled sound coming from the bushes mm. on the opposite side of the clearing. Oh, no, it's an old baby. Nearby the horse. You hear a good... Oh, oh. nearby the horse. Um, uh, I, I quick take a take a little. Is there like a ladle nearby where I can? Uh, yeah, there's a big ladle. All right, I take the ladle and uh, pull up a little ladle full and see what's floating around in there. The main thing you see is a big hunk of meat. Yummy. You're not sure exactly what kind it is, just looking at it. There are a couple of vegetables as well sprinkled throughout, but it's mostly meat, and oh. you can tell it's got some sort of spicy seasoning. Oh, wow. Hmm. All right. Well, let's go get this tied-up person and see if they'll share their dinner with us. Dunk them in. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Share their dinner. Right. We can feed him the soup. I mean, feed him to the soup. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go find this 
captive. We head over there. And just tied up on the opposite side of the tree with the horse, you find an elven man oh. in battered and torn tunic and cloak. He's tied up and gagged with a you know, simple cloth gag around his mouth. I say in Meringian, you've been back here this whole time and you didn't help us fight? <laughs> I pull down the gag and say, forgive my friend, he's just learning how to speak the language. Um, are you okay? It's true, I am. <laughs> I'm feeling much better now that you're here. I, I heard what you did. Did you manage to t- take them all out? Every single last one of them. Yes. <sighs> Thank you so much. I just know they were about to cook me as the next course of their dinner. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What was the first course? I relay that to Aslo to translate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the first course? If he was going to be the second course, who was the first course? One of my horses... Mm. So what kind of meat is in there right now? That's my horse. What? I thought we saw the horse tied up to the tree. They only killed one of them. They couldn't fit both of them in the pot at once, I suppose. Oh, I see. Wow. Tokus, any moral quandaries about eating horse? I mean, I wonder how he'd feel about that. Well... You you guys let me know that it's his horse, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, we, we can't let it go. We shouldn't let it go to waste. Well, I mean, by virtue of having asked you that question, I assume you would imply that it is horse in the pot. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think we should let it go to waste. No. see nothing wrong with eating a horse. I mean, it's good meat. I mean, is he going to be upset if we eat his horse in front of him? We accept your offer to let us eat your soup. <laughs> <laughs> your horse soup. <laughs> well, I suppose it's better that his body go to some use after the fact, rather than letting it sit there and... Right. Mm-hmm. You know, in these tough medieval times, we, we got to make use of everything we've got, right? You got to make ends meet. Yeah. That's right. Got to make meat meat, too. You uh, you want to eat with us? <laughs> yeah, you, you want to eat your horse with us? <laughs> no, let's not be so heartless. Much like the horse is. <laughs> That's dead. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of hard times, what are you doing traveling out here alone? I know it's unwise, but I had a shipment of spices that I was trying to deliver in a rush. I thought with two horses we could move quickly enough that nothing would be able to catch us, but Mm. they set an ambush on the road and subdued me and my horses and dragged us over here into the woods. I've been waiting for nearly a day now while they slowly prepared my horse and seemed like they were just eyeing me, waiting for their chance to take me as their next meal. That must have been torturous. You probably have PTSD at this point. Not an experience I would like to repeat. Yeah. So the spice. Um, what's the spice you speak of? I hear it's the key to interstellar travel. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> well, I had various spices. I'm not sure what's left. I don't know where they might have put my cart. Hmm. It might still be back on the road, or maybe they dragged it off into the woods somewhere. Okay, well, once we're done looting the bodies, we will certainly help you find it. But first things first. I mean, honestly, it smells like they must have dumped a good portion of my spices into that pot. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, what a waste. Well, all the more reason for us to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Can't get them back. It's true. Probably cumin, coriander, <laughs> parsley, paprika. And maybe I'm going to sit out on this, this stew. Or no, Shaba, you said you had a strainer. <laughs> yes, I do have a sieve. Can you strain my... You're not going to wash all of the spice out of this meat. <laughs> we, I can try. There's a river nearby. I can take some of those hunks of meat and just wash them right in the river. Wash them off, Tokus. <laughs> just like squeezing the spice out of the horse meat. <laughs> Squeegee. 
Tokus is like my little baby boy. I'll go to any lengths to prepare him a good, tasty meal that he'll eat. His num nums. I gotta give Tokus his num nums. <laughs> He's gotta have energy for the, got, for the fights. We ahead. set up his little high chair. Little bib. We cut them into bite sized <laughs> yep. pieces for him. Put his bib on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, now Tokus, eat your num nums. You got like, you know, Goliath sized spoon you're trying to feed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy It's like a whole bowl of soup uh, no, yeah. you, need to, you need to eat your natty twentos Your, your critical hits Yeah <laughs> Need your critical hits I, I fear that some of the people in our, our Who are listening to the show are like missing out on some of the humor So seriously do yourself a favor I know we told you earlier in the show But join the discord It's free, it's easy, it's fun Yeah, go to our discord Yeah, you'll, you'll thank yourself later Mm-hmm um. <sighs> all right. So we we look around for this cart. Yeah. Should we make a cart check? I'll make a survival check. Yeah. Say survival's probably the best. Yep. Uh, it's pretty good. That's a twenty-one. All right. So you follow the tracks, and about ten minutes away, they lead you to the road. And just before you hit the road, you can see the cart that they would dragged off into the woods. Mm. It's you know, hidden from sight, so no one passing by on the road would be able to see it, but it's still there. Nice. Free goods. It has some of its goods left. You can tell there's a couple of small crates inside. Does it look like he's going to be able to get it out of here with just the one horse? Yeah, it's small enough that one horse should be able to pull it. It's also lighter. Yeah. There's less cargo. Not with the three of us riding on it, though, I assume. <laughs> Probably not Because of course we are going to hitch a ride Or at least ask him for one Yeah, that's right We can leave the guy and the spices behind We'll just hitch a ride on the cart Well, no, we leave the spices behind And he, he for being his rescuer, he rides us back to town Right, on yeah. the one horse, yeah Or, or we, yeah, we <laughs> dump the spices off the wagon Or Stripey becomes the second steed <laughs> We have a number of configuration options we can discuss with him We could escort him back to the town We can walk Yeah all right, so we go back, we loot all the bodies, we get all the the knoll treasure, yep. such as it is. Yeah, do they have any gold on them? They are sentient. They're intelligent. Yeah. yeah, they don't have much, but you do find some coins and a few ornamental gemstones and things that you could mm. probably sell for a little bit of cash. Mm. Let's change. And they've all got their spears and longbows. Nice. Okay. That's it. Speaking of meat, would you mind if we share, share your horse soup? Yeah, we would like to eat your horse, please. <laughs> Real hungry. Real hungry. All right, so we sit down to a nice meal of horse stew. So what's your name, sir? Hello, by the way. Oh, yes, you never asked. My name is Kwais. Mm, Kwai. And may I ask your names as well, adventurers? Kwais the Spice Guy. <laughs> Kwais the Spice Guy. That's what I'm going to call you. Hey, spice guy. Quice is nice, and so's the spice. <laughs> Q-U-A apostrophe I-S. Quice. Quice. apostrophe I-S. Nice. I got the spelling right for a change, except without the apostrophe. Quice. So, Quice, we're going to talk with you while we eat your horse. <laughs> so where have you come from, and where are you going? What was your horse's name? You can name the stew after him. Yeah. Most recently, I was in Mosnelim. I'm headed north. Along the road up to Merivere. Oh, man, we're headed in the opposite direction. That's an unfortunate turn of events. Indeed it is. Well, perhaps I should just accompany you back to town anyway. You should. Or more like we should accompany you back to town, since you're the one who needs protecting, clearly. 
I didn't mean that. Uh, I, I didn't mean to insult you. I just meant you're one person, and we are four. Therefore, we could protect you. Four. Yes. He looks around. Three and a half, really. Yes. This small creature with one hit point over here is indeed alive. Still, his name is Stripey. He is a person. He is. He is <laughs> one of the four persons within our group. Our little band here. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> well. Yes, I would definitely appreciate the protection. These woods can still be dangerous, and even more so now that I'm going to have to move more slowly with my horse. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're just slurping. <laughs> oh, this is so good. <laughs> Very tender. Mm. He's joining you and actually eating the meal. He, he winces at how spicy it is, just because mm. the gnolls clearly didn't know what they should add. <laughs> what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> It's not exactly your favorite meal either. I mean, you can't even really tell what horse meat tastes like. It's just spice. It's just all spice. Yeah. yeah. Right. So is it possible this is the one time where Tokus's meal tastes better? <laughs> possible, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely thoroughly rinsing off your chunks of meat in the river, so getting <laughs> as much of it off as I can. But yeah. <laughs> Apparently horse meat is really good, actually. Hmm. I've heard that, but yeah. I haven't had it myself, so... Interesting. Well, I would think it would be too, like, muscly, you know? Yeah. I imagine that's kind of hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's probably just when a, a horse, racehorses, or... I don't know. That's sad. That's sad to think about. Let's get off this train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine went to uh, Louisiana uh, last week. Louisiana! Yeah, and ate a bunch of Cajun food, including gator. And said gator was Alligator. actually pretty good. Doesn't taste <laughs> like chicken. It's got its own sort of thing. It's like a little bit fishy, but it said it was really, really good. It's fishy. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Frog legs are good, too, so mm. I wouldn't discount trying gator. Frog legs are delish. Oh, yeah? They actually do taste like chicken. <laughs> like a very buttery, like oily chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to stay away from any of these more exotic foods. <laughs> yeah, I've never eaten anything like snake or gator. Surely in Japan you must have eaten something crazy. Did you do a lot of their vending machine food thing? Probably just some fish that we don't normally see around here, but I wouldn't know what. Okay. Mm. I did have eel. Oh, nice. Eel, yeah. Eel, okay, yeah. That counts as exotic, I would say. Mm. Like, don't they have everything ever in vending machines in Japan? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you can get, like, a burger. You can get a burger out of a vending machine. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. So Isn't that a thing? Oh, that sounds rancid. I never saw that. Uh, I'm just maybe getting that from an anime I saw. There was, there was like, burgers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, everyone knows anime is true to life. Mostly they just sell lots of different drinks. Mm. Okay. But that can include hot drinks. And yes, everybody does know that, Jay, that things in anime are how it really is in, in Japan. That's how it works. Mm. That's how it works. Speaking <laughs> of anime, I just heard a good review on Invincible. That counts as anime, right? Or does I it? don't know that one. Doesn't it? Invincible, where the guy's dad's a superhero? Hmm. Yes? No? Maybe so? Uh, let me look that up. I might have seen it. I don't know. I think I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar. Okay. Apparently it's really good. Invincible. Oh, yeah, the, the the dude with the yellow, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. But, uh, yeah, it gets an 8.7 on IMDb, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and now we've become a... <laughs> an anime review podcast. Yep. Except that's not an anime. It's not anime, though. <laughs> it's animated. Okay. All right, never mind then. It's just cartoon. An- animated, I would say. All right, I don't know what counts as anime and what doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so this looks more like like comic book style, you know, brought to life in an animation. Yeah. 
Like if it was called like Nagani no Tenshu or something, then it would be an anime, but it's just called Invincible, so it's just a cartoon. Well, but also the art, like the art style even. The little picture I saw reminded me of G.I. Joe, but I don't know. Uh, Thane, give us a working definition. What makes something that's been animated an anime? Strictly speaking, to Japanese, anime just means anything that's animated. But in the U.S., anime means something that's from Japan animated. Mm. Okay. So an, a product of Japan in the animated genre. Realm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we loot, we eat, we pull the cart out, we hitch the horse up, and we head back to town. Or for him back to town, for us to town, which is where we're headed anyway. As you're traveling, he starts talking about sorts of things that he's done on his journeys just as a regular old merchant. Because he usually travels with caravans, but this time he was in a hurry. He wanted to try to make the shipment before a specific deadline because he was worried for about competition coming in. And he just happened to make one unwise decision here and ended up in a predicament. Mm. He also says that this sort of thing isn't really that uncommon. He just hoped he would get lucky. Yeah. Counting on his luck a little too much. Well, you've still got some of your shipment left anyway. Yes, but, I mean, they must have dumped out half of it. Probably put most of it into that pot and the rest of it, who knows, spread out in piles in the woods as they spilled it everywhere. Mm. Those ruffians. Spices were expensive back in the day, too. Yeah. It's probably a lot of money. Mm. It'll take me quite a while to recover from this loss. (laughs) But it's not as bad as losing my life. That is always true. And I have you to thank for that. True that. Well, we didn't even know you were there until after the fight, so... We did what we could, but if we'd known you were there sooner, we would have untied you and made you fight alongside. (laughs) (laughs) I had been sitting in that clearing until just a few moments beforehand, and then it looked like they heard something in the woods and threw me behind that tree. Ah. Mm. And then they all scattered. Yeah, I rolled a really, really bad stealth check, so sorry about that. Sorry if you were handled roughly. You would have seen them all sitting around the fire with him lying there if you'd mm. managed to sneak up on them. Ah, uh, yeah. Or even if you just kept on going with your low roll and gone a little bit farther, you would have seen that before they had prepared for you. Right. <laughs> but, oh well. Hmm. Uh, the dice gods are fickle. What can I say? It's true. You could potentially gather up their spears, shields, bows, hide armor, but it's pretty low quality, so you wouldn't get much for them. Yeah. Not worth the carry weight. Yeah, we'll just make grisly symbols in their armor and shields and weaponry and leave them for the next band of gnolls that comes by. So they know never to mess with the AAA team. <laughs> Should I carve the AAA logo into the armor? We'll carve yeah. three A's into every piece of equipment. These monsters were killed by the AAA team. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll, we'll throw down our business card. <laughs> that their friends know how to avenge us. <laughs> exactly, so they know where to find us. Yep. <laughs> I like that plan. Okay, we do that, and then we um, move along. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with your new friend and conversation partner and one to help you learn the new language, you set off through the woods along the only major road in these parts towards the town of Mosnalim. Yes. All right. You travel for nearly a full day along the road through the thick forest, and as the day wears on, you start to spot occasional ruined structures a short way off the path. They appear to be old stone and brick buildings, overgrown with moss and partially or sometimes fully collapsed. You could probably use one for shelter from a storm in a pinch, but you doubt that there's anything really useful to be found in these things. Mm. Kwais comments as you go by some of them. 
Yeah, this region used to be a densely populated city, according to the historians. It fell to ruin a few hundred years ago, I believe, and forest quickly rose up to take its place. A few hundred? How many is a few? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a historian. Probably three or four. Oh, okay. So before the, the empire crumbled, the city did? Probably. Hmm. Curious. I don't know. You find ruins like these all throughout the woods here. Oh, wow. Hmm. Some of them are much older, maybe even thousands of years old. Super cool. There's some more intact ones a little further along the road. Do you have any comments or questions? Or um, I mean, I'm curious to know how the city became abandoned and fell into disrepair, but if you're not a historian, then I guess you don't know. So Nah. Shaba, he did say we could maybe check out the more put-together ones. Mm, the less fallen-apart ones, which would also be the more put-together ones. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds like fun. I'd be down for a little exploring. So you're referring to the more intact ones he referred to farther on the road? Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, about an hour later, you pass under the remains of a large stone archway as the dirt road gives way to cracked flagstones covered with lichen and moss. The forest all around you is filled with old buildings. Most of them look like they were simple houses or shops. So you have like low one-story structures for the most part. Some of them maybe ten feet off the road, some of them you know, hundreds of feet in the distance, mostly hidden behind the trees. And the whole place has been overgrown, so there's really just this one road cutting through it and all of these buildings all around. Hmm. Here and there you can also see the remains of roads that went off towards other parts of this city, but they don't look like they're very well-traveled. Boys, I say we walk with weapons drawn here. I'm getting a, a creepy vibe off this place. I don't know about you guys. I, too, have a bad feeling about this, Asa. Tokus? Yeah, I'm going to draw my new sweet warhammer. Okay. And don my shield. Okay. Also, BT dubs, guys, uh, Stripey is at one hit point. So we I never healed him. What? We have two healers in the party. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably heal Stripey. We also haven't rested since our fight with the Knolls. So we have not. There's that. I have three spell slots left. You could take a short rest somewhere, wherever you think it's safe. Yeah, that's true. I like the sound of that. Let's take a short rest in one of these dwellings. What do you say? That sounds good. Okay, so you just pick one near the edge of the city? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something that looks like pretty pretty well um, hidden from view, pretty well enclosed. Okay, so you, you go maybe, what, like 100 feet off the road and drag the cart into the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then try to hole up inside for an hour while you rest, bandage your wounds, and eat your lunch, I guess. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Stripey's going to use some hit dice. Tokus will also hit dice. Nazla will play A Song of Rest. Sick. Is that an extra d6 for us? Extra d6, I believe so. Nice. Nice, I got a six. Or Stripey got a six. Hmm. Can I decide to roll more hit dice? Yes. I might want to. I, I rolled a two, and then I rolled a four on the Song of Rest die. And I was at 55. <laughs> I was hoping to regenerate the full 11. Well, I will continue to roll. Nice. And then another seven. So that tops me off. Excellent. Man. Stripey got a bunch of low rolls. Stripey. Come on. I know, right? Oh, that's right. The uh, periaptive wound closure doubles my rolls. Say what? Or uh, hit dice rolls. Have we been forgetting about that, like, this whole adventure? Mostly. I wrote it down, though, so that I wouldn't forget it anymore. And hey, it worked. (laughs) So it doubles the efficiency of your hit die? Yeah, of hit dice rolls, apparently. Wow. 
Man, that's pretty sweet. All right, so Stripey has used all of his hit dice. He is at 46 of 56, because I rolled a 2 on, like, 3 of the 7. What's his con bonus? Uh, his con bonus is actually a plus 2. It's really good. Isn't it? It's plus 3. Oh, no, actually, no, you're right, Thane. It's a plus 3. So, never mind. He's got 7 more hit points than that. All right, so he's he's good. He's at 53 of 56. That's so solid. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm at Shabba's at 59 of 60. Dude, short rest regeneration, man. Yeah. Good stuff. I've got three spell slots, one first level and two second level. How about you guys? Uh, I have four first level and one second. Okay. Uh, I've got my Misty. I've got a free identify. Um, and then just four measly level one spell slot. Okay. Well, hey, level one's level one, right? <laughs> yeah. Last time I checked. It ain't level two, but not level zero either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I mean, tell me about it, right? All right? Hey. <laughs> hey, all right. All right, so everyone's resting up, and Claudius makes a little bit of conversation about this. As you see ruins like this all over the south, it's always made me feel a little uneasy when I have to travel through them. I mean, who knows what sorts of creatures are hiding in the shadows of these buildings. Seriously, you and me both, brother. I swear, I see eyes shining in the dark from time to time. Uh Uh-oh. Do you see them right now? (laughs) Yeah, you don't happen to... Only yours, I think. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Mostly stripies. <laughs> uh, his eyes do do that. Uh, be sure to let us know if you see any other mysterious eyes. Well, I will. But fortunately, most monsters know better than to attack a large caravan, so I'm not usually in too much danger when I go through these, but uh, unfortunately we're not currently in a large caravan. Yes, well, I'll make myself appear as large as possible to counteract the smallness of our numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Tokus, poke out your chest. You too, Aslo. I poke out my chest with as much dignity as I can muster, which is very little. Just breathe in and hold it for the rest of the journey to town. Okay. There we go. Now we look slightly bigger. <laughs> all right. We're all rested up. Everybody else good? Yep. All set here. Tokus? I think I'm ready to roll. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. Continue on. So you make it back out to the road and continue heading southward through the ruins. It looks like this whole area has probably, you would assume, been picked over over the last couple hundreds of years. So, especially since there's a major road headed right through this section of it. There's probably not a whole lot of treasure left in these dwellings. But they are surprisingly intact, considering how long they've been abandoned. We don't see any gang graffiti, do we? (laughs) No, I don't think you would see that. Like uh, any like symbols or cave paintings on the sides of buildings or anything like that? runes or rudimentary scripts. The only markings that you see are when you come to a fork in the road, one that's actually being used. The flagstone's head off in another direction, and then one of the buildings has written on the side of it in large painted letters, names of the towns in each direction. Including Mostolim to the south, uh, Krathil to the east, and Uthgar to the north. Uh, I would like to pick up the fork and examine it. I was going to say. Is it like a silver fork or like a gold fork, perhaps? Guys, check out this fork. It's being used. Yeah, I wonder if you left this laying in the road like this. Pretty irresponsible of them. Tokus, you appear deep in thought, my friend. I am thinking about the implications of my latest training. Ah, curiouser and curiouser. Do you have new skills that could help us? Navigate these ruins? With the fork? With the fork or the ruins. Oh, with the ruins. Either one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good at, like, 
ruins and stuff. Are you pretty good at history? Mm-hmm. Can you make a history check to see if these ruins... I'm going to check things out with my history knowledge. And I rolled pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Is it indeed history? I would assume so. What are you trying to learn? I'm trying to learn about... The city that was once inhabited here. And how it became uninhabited. Yeah, I want to know if there's... Really what I want to know if there's anything of of note or value about this particular vista, like a temple or something. Uh, so I, I rolled pretty well. I rolled a 12 with my plus 6, so 18 on that check. Mm. What would they care about, like like the local government building or temple or something? There's got to be something here, these ruins. Landmark, you mean? Yeah, I'm looking for a landmark. Like something that was once important? Something, yeah, something that would be important that would have, like, more stuff written on it, perhaps. I was also curious, like, was this sort of a Mount Vesuvius type situation? Or are we talking about dinosaur invasions? Or... Alien invasions? Alien invasions, uh, disease, uh, lack of water, like a water source dried up, something like that. You can probably rule out an invasion of some kind because of the condition that the buildings are in. Most of the ones that have collapsed look like it's just due to age and not being maintained rather than, you know, they were put under siege or something. Yeah. Right. You don't see any obvious signs of natural disasters in the area, but then it's been a few hundred years, so most of those could have faded depending on what it was. And as far as your history... I mean, you grew up on a completely separate continent, so this is going to be a rather difficult check for you to make. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything specific about these ruins. Probably the most prominent building that you've noticed is a large temple that you can recognize as such. It's well off the road that you're on. Mm, Let's go check it out. I was going to say, let's admire it from a distance and continue on our way. (laughs) But, uh, sure. Kois pauses as you're planning to head over there. He says, are you certain you wish to go over there? The forests and the ruins here are dense, and I would much rather hurry through this place if we can. Yeah, nope, not certain at all. Tokus, do you have any pressing need to go check this building out? No, we can let it go. Okay. Like, did my history check really not render all that much useful? I mean, these are ancient ruins on another continent, so... (laughs) If only I could read ancient Merengian. (laughs) (laughs) If you've been using your Merengian for Dummies guidebook, like I told you, you'd be in good shape right now. But What was the name of this ancient city? Do we know that? Aquarius doesn't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe if there's a library in the next town, we can ask the local Conan. Again, he says that ruins like these are all over the south, so this is nothing unique. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right, let's continue on our journey. Well, after your brief pause and discussion, you're... what's, What's the word? Walking. Kais flicks the reins and urges the horses back on, or the horse, and you start to pick up speed, but then only a few moments later, give me perception checks and I'll see who notices what. Mm. Perception. With a 21. That's a 24 for Aslo. Yeah, I don't perception, nothing. Tokus got a 6. Stripey gets a 20. Well, everyone except for Tokus, you see three gigantic gorilla-like creatures emerge from over the edge of a roof nearby, behind a large tree, and from behind a wall behind you. They move in and then leap into the path in front of you and behind you. Wow. No! Gun it, Quais! Gorilla warfare. 
<laughs> no doubt. And let's roll initiative. You should These do. are large creatures. You they resemble do. gorillas, but they are clearly monsters of some type. Because, first of all, because they're so much bigger than normal gorillas. But also, they have an extra pair of arms between uh. arms and legs. They have thick white uh, fur and yeah. extra large tusks slash fangs of some kind. Mm. Okay. Oh, I know. I, I can't think of the name of it, but I've heard of these creatures. Yeah, I, I know. I think I know the name, too. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually used them before, but you might have seen them. I actually listened to a Pathfinder podcast where they fought one of these in, like, the hull of a ship, of a sailing ship. But then, like, because it was so large, it had to, like, hulk over, and it was counted as squeezing in Pathfinder rules. So they ended up, like, destroying it because it couldn't move and all its attacks had, like, basically disadvantaged. And the DM was, like, so frustrated because he didn't think about that ahead of time. <laughs> 20 for Shaba, 13 for Stripey. Uh, Tokus is also on a 20, but a not natty 20. Mine's not natural either. A normie 20. Normie 20. Azo's got a 17. Don't you roll twice? Yes, I do. And I certainly did. I also have advantage on my first attack against a foe who hasn't acted yet. It's pretty sweet. Which, I don't know that we've ever really remembered that one. Probably used it like once or twice. A couple times we've used it, yeah. Which is why I said it so that I wouldn't forget (laughs) yet again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shaba is first. All right. Dude, that would work so well with your lightning arrows. I know, right? Your first attack has advantage. Yeah. So the horse (laughs) is startled, and it looks like it would try to run if given the opportunity, but currently the monster is blocking both the road in front and behind. Okay. Uh, The other one is off to your left, about ten feet. I'm going to shoot at the one that's in front of us. Are we all on the cart, or are we, like, walking beside it? No, only Quayes is on the cart. Okay. We're, like, sort of arranged around it. Yeah, with only one horse left and still half the goods, the horse can't pull all of you on the cart. Yeah. All right, so first things first, I'm going to try to... uh, Actually, first, first things first. (laughs) Second things first. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to line anybody up for lightning. And besides, I think I used both my... Or two of my lightning charges on the gnolls. No, I used one on the gnolls. Yeah, I'll uh, hunters mark the one in front of us using my final first level spell and I will shoot said gorilla like creature with advantage with advantage and I will strike said gorilla like creature with a total of 20 20 hits the normie twonzo yes and I will deal almost max damage one shy at 16 next I would like to move in the direction that no ape like creatures are so in front, behind, to one side, I would like to move to the other side. <laughs> okay, so you go off the path to the right? Yes. And I would like to get, like, somewhere in and or around a building to set up a sniper position. Okay, well, they didn't come from the right because there aren't any buildings right there. They came from where the buildings could block them so they, they couldn't be seen. I gotcha, okay. So you could find a tree off to the right. And just shimmy up it. Um, are there buildings, like, further away to the right? Like, if I kept going in next turn? Yeah, you'd have to go probably about 40 feet off into the woods. Okay. Um, then I'll just do my full move in that direction and hang tight there and uh, plan to get into the building next turn. Okay. And that will do it. Um, Stripey is... What did I say he was going on? A 13... 
So Stripey is technically still by the card right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Tokus, you're no longer surprised. So okay. Aslo. No longer surprised. No longer surprised. Um, so these guys come up and they're kind of surrounding us. Are they in uh, melee range or they're just running up between the buildings and such? They're not right next to you. The one on the left is probably the closest, only about 10 feet away. Okay. And given the size of its arms, it might be within melee reach. And then the in front and behind, it's about 20 feet away from your group. Okay. This seems like it might be a tough battle. I am going to go ahead and buff before the raid and cast Mirror Image. <laughs> you used several of those already. Yeah, that's actually, that, that's true. That's my last second level spell slot. Um, mm, worth it. it. Yeah, it could be. Hashtag worth it? It could be. Hashtag worth it. Yeah, okay. Is that also the tier of spell slot you use other sweet spells that I'm thinking of right now? <laughs> You're th- he's thinking of pattern. I am he's always thinking, thinking of pattern. <laughs> I'm always thinking of pattern. Never stop thinking of pattern. That pattern is tattooed on Tokus's brain. They're standing next to each other. <laughs> Um, so I'm out of third level spot slots, which hypnotic pattern is. However, I do now have one fourth level slot. So never used a fourth level spell before. No. Fourth level spell. Wait, spells go that high? There yeah, are fourth level spells? What? You have double the spell knowledge of Tokus now, right? Because two times two is four. That's true. Plus two it's is true, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> like, uh, wait a second, Sean. Two times two is certainly four. Your yeah, math seems a little shady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that's not exactly how it works, but... <laughs> All right, so whoop, whoop, whoop. Three mirror images pop out. Let's see, that would be my action. So I will bonus action, inspire... Shaba. All right. Inspired. Where do you position yourself? So that other people are between me and the monsters. <laughs> you could come next to me, and then I, I, I have my shield on right now. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll get uh, near Tokus. I'll protect your buddy. <laughs> so that concludes my turn. All right. And it's Stripey's turn. Stripey's going to go up to the one that's ahead of us on the road. Uh, the one that Shaba shot at before, and circle around behind it uh, to invite Tokus and or Aslo to come up and flank with him on a future turn, and he will then attempt to strike it. How considerate of Stripey. How unlike him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He will attack with a 16 to hit. Hit. Uh, Almost max. He was one point ahead point away from Max as well. Twelve damage for the Stripe Father. And he <laughs> will conclude. Quais spends his turn, well he's surprised still so he's overcoming surprise, and trying to hold on to the horses. Or horse. Hold your horses. <laughs> the monsters, the nearest one to your left, reaches out and just attacks Tokus where it is. Its arms uh, are that long. They got that reach, son. They got some oh, reach. Oh my goodness. They're like snake arms. Gorilla <laughs> snake arms. Abracadabra. Gonna reach out and grab you. Reach out <laughs> and touch me. That's what he says right before he attacks. <laughs> Abracadabra. Gonna reach out and grab you. In a high squeaky voice. Yeah. I also got that song reference. Mm, I'm glad. I'm glad it wasn't wasted. I think it's reach out and touch faith, though. Is it? I think so. Yeah, I, I actually am not sure. I don't know. Not going to research lyrics in the middle of a fight, Shaba? 
I am. <laughs> Your high armor class saves you from most of its hits, but one claw gets through for oh. six points of damage. Yikes. Ouch. Uh, that was, yeah, Depeche Mode. Personal Jesus is mm. the name of that song. Mm. And, it, and it is Faith? Reach out and touch Faith, yep. Oh. The one ahead of you turns around and attacks Stripey. You see of 13. That's going to be a hit, 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 <gasps> miss, critical hit. Oh, oh no. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Stripey is clawed four times for a total of 36 points of damage. Ow. Oof, rough. So rude. Glad we took that short rest. Seriously, glad we healed him up above one. <laughs> so these things quadratack? Is that what you're telling me? They have four arms, bro. And tusks, or fangs, or whatever you want to call them. And tusks. So wait, they attack with all of their arms, and they bite, or, or maul with their tusks? Yep. My goodness. Wow. So they, they, they pent attack. Yeah, really. <laughs> they have all this pent-up rage. And the one behind charges forward. Actually, thinking about it, the one that it could probably most easily see would be Shaba, because he split off from the group and it was behind the wagon, and the others are all in front. Mm -hmm. So it's going to charge after Shaba with uncanny speed, and it closes the distance in a single round. Wow, they're fast too. They do everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh Yikes. my goodness. Oh yeah. We're dead. We're so dead. <laughs> yep. We're toast. We should have should have thought this through. <sighs> We're toasted with butter and jam. Two hits. It Clausy wants for ten. That is worth using a stones against. Okay. And it bites you again for ten. Oh wow. Ah, uh, shoot. I rolled really poorly on the stone, so only four of it comes off, so I take 16. And that concludes my turn. So we're back to Shaba. So, wait, the one that you shot, it's where Stripey is? Yes. Mm-hmm. And now that I have one on me, I cannot shoot. You have disadvantage if you shoot? Yes. Did you use your last spell slot? Because you have the Zephyr thing. Yeah, I used my last spell slot on the Hunter's Mark. Dang it. Oh, do you have concentration on that still? Uh, well, yeah, I gotta make a check to see. Don't forget to add your con to this. Uh, add my con. So, if I add my con to this roll, that's a 10. So it succeeds, right? Yep. Alright, so it succeeds. Phew! Alright. Well, you made two checks, because you were hit twice. Uh, yeah, yeah, one more sure. check. Alright, that one also succeeds. And a 14. Sweet. Alright, so, yeah, so it's either fire with disadvantage or take out my short sword and attack this guy. Or disengage, which, if he's just going to keep chasing you, is probably not a good option. Well... So Jay probably wants to try to trigger Stripey's attack. Even if you fail with a disadvantaged attack, doesn't Stripey still attack? How does your thingy work? Yeah, it's whenever he sees me attack, he also gets to attack. Hmm. So I have to attack. Yeah, so which whichever mode you decide to attack, it's still going to result in a Stripey attack. Right. Yeah. Right. It's too bad you can't disengage and then go fight the guy that... Stripey's with and then give Stripey flanking. Mm-hmm. You probably could. I mean, I don't know about this round, but you could start moving that way. Well, you or I are probably going to be the ones to try to flank with Stripes, right, Brian? Yeah, true. Yeah, I also don't get the Hunter's Mark damage while I'm attacking this other guy, either. I mean, aren't you still really good at shooting, even if you're disadvantaged? Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good at shooting. And you have Session Inspiration. That's true. They're also large targets. Hmm. You're also inspired, bardically speaking. That is true. All right, I'll take a shot at the main guy that I've got marked with disadvantage. The worst thing that happens is I miss. Uh, I would 
will point out that if you wanted to, since you got one right in front of you now, you could lightning through them. Oh, uh, that would be like a session inspiration moment, wouldn't it? Though. Oh, the, so they're lined up now. You can shift around easily enough to line them up. Okay, that's true. I'm just thinking about all the things that Jay has. Jay has bonus action as well. The lucky rabbit foot, don't you? Yes, I do. So you could like foot. You have all the inspirations. Yeah, you could like <laughs> foot inspiration. Yeah, but don't they? So if I have one disadvantage and then I add two advantages, does that give me advantage or is that just... No, if you have one of each, then everything else cancels out. Right, so the, the most is using one advantage to cancel it out. Regular. But wouldn't it be better to rabbit it than to use the session insp? Uh, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because the rabbit is the bonus action. So if I circle around, I still have to take disadvantage because he's next to me. But then I can use the rabbit's foot as a bonus action, and then I still have my bardic inspiration if I roll low on the attack roll. Mm-hmm. This could be saucy. All right, so we I will do that. You, <laughs> it's like it's like a normal roll with the rabbit foot. Yeah, it's not even it's not even a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, it is. That's pretty low. Okay, I'm not going to say whether I use the bardic or not yet. I'm putting this out there for the brain trust. So 14 is my rule. Yeah, I think you should throw in the, yeah. the bardic, personally. In the bardic. I'd use it. Yeah. I think they're probably pretty easy to hit because they're big, but maybe not a 14. I don't know. Maybe not quite that easy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'll add the bardic to it, and that makes it a 20. <laughs> if that hits. We know their armor class is at least a 20. Did you actually expend the lightning charge? Yes. So it's my second of the day, because I'm pretty sure, I'm like 90% sure that if I used lightning charge against the nose, it would have Okay. If even that. Okay, so I take one lightning damage. Ooh, that's going to give you a con check, though. Yes, on my hunter's mark. Uh, and I fail, so I no longer have hunter's mark. So how does that work? Does he lose the hunter's mark before the shot hits the target? That's a good question. Or does the damage happen simultaneously? Like, lightning moves really fast thing. It moves <laughs> real fast. A generous, benevolent DM would allow the damage to happen first. That's true, because uh, it's technically all happening at the same time. It's just that I, I rolled the hit on myself first because I didn't want to forget about it. So technically all the damage happens simultaneously. Yeah, the damage is simultaneous, so all the damage is dealt and then your concentration check. Okay, so the damage, lightning-wise, is going to be 17. And that that's what the guy right in front of you also takes, right? Right. Wow. Dude, you're both so sweet. <laughs> that's legit. It's so good. It's got to be our best magical item. I'm sure I've said that before. <laughs> I mean, like Crown of Altoria, lightning bow. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> like mind control, <laughs> shocking things. I don't know. Like, but... Okay, let me sit, put it this way. The crown, I don't think yet has reached its potential to be sweeter for us in combat than the bow. That's true. Right. Yet. Just because the crown requires certain user um, refinements. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then, so it's 17 from the lightning, and then the arrow itself with the hunter's mark on it will deal an additional 7 to the target. Did you roll pretty low on that damage? Yeah, I did. I rolled very low. Oh. I rolled a 1 and a 3. So the save DC is 13 against my lightning. Oh, that's right. They can have the lightning. They can have it, yeah. 
No, we want them to have the lightning, but not have it. We will take but it. Not ha- ha- but have not it. take, take it off. Yes, to have and to hold. Have my lightning. <laughs> so only the ones between you and the target can save, and it does succeed on the save, so it takes half damage. Okay. But the target takes the full damage, and it is rather crispy. <laughs> okay. Crisp. Ooh, don't forget, uh, doesn't Stripes see this? Yes, he does, and that was part of the reason why we did it this <laughs> way, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, so Stripey will take his follow-up attack on the guy, and neither of you guys have moved up into flanking with him yet, have you? I, I was surprised, okay. and Brian took a defensive position. All right, nice. Stripey gets a 24 to hit. It's um, not a critical for him? Nope. A 19. Wow. He rolled. Stripes doesn't mess around, Tokus. <laughs> He's got a nice attack bonus. He does. And on the wow. crispy guy, uh, that will be eight. Tokus, you forget that Stripey is secretly the best party member among us. That's right. He, he is. He is the best. <laughs> yeah. That guy's still alive? It's still alive, but fried and sizzling and scratched up and looks very angry, but also weak. Oh, man. All right. Uh, that will conclude. Tokus's turn. Mm. Trying to think what I should do. Shaba, you would be more effective if you weren't, if you didn't have an enemy on you. That is quite true. These guys are really strong, though. I don't know if I can lightning lure one of them off of you. Mm. They are pretty strong. I could try. Like, they, they could theoretically still fail their strength check, even if they're beefy. Mm-hmm. So that's one thought in my mind. Or I could just try to finish off the guy, flank with stripes, and try to finish off the crispy one. What do you guys think? Thoughts, Brian? Uh, I would try to finish off the crispy one. Yeah, just finish it off? Yep. Okay. All right, I'm going to move over to the crispy. Stick a skewer in that kebab. Uh, that is leaving the attack range of oh. the one next to you. Uh, oh, I forgot about the one next to me. Darn it. That's okay. I forgot about the one next to me. How far away is the crispy guy? Uh, it's about 10 feet. Ooh, interesting. That's okay. Take the, well... Or, no, sorry, that one was about 20 feet. No, you said 20 feet. Yeah. Oh, he's like 20 feet. So uh, could I, like, position myself on the other side of this one? They're, you said they're pretty big. Could I get myself within more like 15 feet to the crispy? Yeah. Uh, if I were you, I wouldn't worry about taking the attack of oppor- the opportunity attack, Tokus, because like yeah. they they hit like a bunch of times for like some damage, but it's not like one hit is even if it does manage to get through your armor is going to deal a bunch. So I, if I were you, I'd just move up and, and take the attack. Just do it. Totally worth it. Move up, take one small attack, and then you get flanking the stripey potentially finishing off one of the three which saves a bunch of damage output oh what if he gores me with his tusks instead like Thane can choose how to use the opportunity attack like I agree that like the one of the four fists I wouldn't care about but the tusk I would maybe yeah I would say either way if we finish one of them off that saves a ton of damage output next round so yeah I think it's worth it that's true well we still have you to go before that guy attacks right all right I'll, I'll go for it so I'm going to step away from this guy. Your hit points are worth it, Tokus. Mm. Totally. <laughs> well, I missed anyway. There you go. Sweet. All right. And as I'm walking over to this enemy, it's time. And Tokus puts away his shield. What? And brings another hand to the Warhammer using its <laughs> versatility. It's an action to don or doff a shield. I am going to chuck my <laughs> shield onto the ground. <laughs> wow, really? No, it's still an action to take it off. Oh, really? It's an action to let go of a shield? It's strapped to your arm. Oh, yeah, you have man. to actually remove it. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't, you, I can't do the versatile thing if I still have my shield on me, can I? No. Dang. Darn it. 
I was so excited. Alright, well, I'm gonna go after this guy. I'm gonna make him regret that I couldn't take off my shield. <laughs> You're the reason I can't remove my shield. Here we go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Guys, guys. I have learned the art of weaving my spells into combat. What? And in fact, and you see Tokus light up his hammer with an eerie green flame, and I bring it down on the beast. Bring down the beast. <laughs> bring down the beast. Oh, that should hit. I rolled a 17. So that's a 24 to hit. Hit. Here we go. Green flame, as Brian would say. That's right. Green flame. Oh, you know what? I had flanking. I had flanking, guys. Yep. I had flanking. Wow, I rolled minimum on one of the dice. Impressive. Wow, that's, that's awful. All right, so that's five physical, five fire. Did you roll uh, for your advantage? I didn't. Oh, yeah, I might as well, because it could have been a crit. Yeah, might as well. Could it always could be, be a, a 20. It's, it's not, but it could have been. <laughs> well, fortunately, he was already quite weak, and your little bit of fire added to the lightning finishes the cooking job and brings nice. down the gorilla. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yes. Sizzles him. Right on. And it collapses in a large heap. In a clump. Yeah. Right in the middle of the road. He yeah. clumps onto the road. <laughs> mm. <laughs> clumps in a large clump. So wait, so you said they were how far apart? About 20 feet ahead of the wagon is where the monster was. Okay. So you would have moved up about 20 feet. I see, because I don't want to waste my, my ability. So I'm going to turn around and face the other guy, and I'm going to equip a different weapon you guys might have forgotten about. I'm going to walk back towards the other guy and equip my whip, because I don't want to waste my free extra attack. I mean, uh, not extra attack, it's the... This is coming from me being a 7th level Eldritch Knight. Let me tell you guys about 7th level <laughs> Eldritch Knights. Oh boy. Tell me a little bit about being a 7th level Eldritch Knight, please. Yeah, uh, yeah just a little bit. I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat. Guys, I'm a war mage now. I have been practicing my war magic. Magic for war. So in other words, the type of magic that is used during wartime. <laughs> Cantrips. <laughs> all about <laughs> cantrips, Shaba. Cantrips this, cantrips the that. The most powful magic of them all. Yes. <laughs> cantrips. <laughs> you are aware that cantrips are actually the most powerful magic of all. <laughs> so, so when I cantrip, I also can use my bonus action of the turn to hit something. With my melee weapon. I mean, with, with I can I can make a weapon attack. Sorry, it doesn't have to be melee. I can make a weapon attack after I use a cantrip. Wow. This is basically what you've been, like, waiting for the entire time you've played this game, right? The entire campaign. So, but your cantrip was green flame blade, wasn't it? Or you had already had that cast? Yeah, so I green flamed with the warham, and now I'd like to use my item interaction to switch to my whip. Okay. <laughs> I love the war ham. You just take out a giant ham <laughs> and just smack really, people really over ham. the face with it. Is it like frozen? Is that, does that what make it effective? Green flames and ham? <laughs> Green flames and ham. <laughs> I like it. Like it. <laughs> so can, can I get close enough for the whip to be within range? Uh, it's 10 foot reach, right? Yeah, I believe so. Well, let me double, 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 double. This weapon adds five feet to your reach. So normal weapons are five feet, reach weapons are ten feet. Okay. So, yeah, you can break away, you run up, smash the thing with the flaming warhammer, turn around, run back a few more feet, throw the hammer onto the ground, pull out the whip, and attack. 
but your hammer is on the ground now. All of this, guys, all of this for a D4. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> plus strength. Well, yeah, plus my strength. I, I still have to hit it. <laughs> we don't know if I'm going to hit. I don't, I've lost my... You're, you're not flanking with him, are you, Aslo? Nope. You're not next to this guy? Okay. Here we go. Hey, as long as Ooh. it looks fancy and cool, then who cares if it actually is, right? Yeah. Rolled a 26 to hit, <laughs> and I rolled minimum on my whip, so that's uh, very sad. Five damage. So that's, uh, yep, cracking for five. All right. So, so what came up here is what I was deep in contemplation at the ruins. I think we need to find for Tokus a more suited ranged martial weapon. Because mm. uh, I was doing some research, and apparently a cool way to use war magic as an eldritch knight is to use the firebolt cantrip, and then the same time that you're firebolting, you're throwing like javelins or throwing weapons. Huh. That's cool. Because hmm. it's me using the cantrip, so I cantrip and then I can throw a ranged weapon simultaneously. Maybe you can just convert your crossbow back into a normal crossbow. And- but, but the Violapult. <laughs> I'm thinking I just need a stack of javelins. Well, you can make it dual purpose. Your inventing skills have improved to the point where you can have it launch vials and bolts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wanted to have the stats of a javelin, though, because none of the other throwing weapons seem to have the necessary range, right? Because Firebolt is also 120. The max range on javelins is 120. What if I weapon bonded to a javelin? <laughs> Spend your bonus action every round to pull it back to you. Every round I could get the javelin back. Or just have a stack of javelins and just let them go. Yeah. They're probably cheap. Ooh, put a bunch of javelins in the uh, interdimensional satchel and just then you have infinite javelins. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. They're five silver pieces a pop. Yeah. That's That's pretty cheap for us at this part of the adventure. Okay, well, for now, it's Aslo's turn. I'm going to turn now that Tokus has left my side and uh, fire my crossbow at the gorilla man who is off to the left. Uh, That is a uh, 22 to hit for 8 piercing damage. And then I will, uh, let's see, I want to help Shaba out. Shaba, do you need someone to come over there or are you just going to run away from this other guy? Um, I'm probably just going to disengage this next turn. Okay. I think in that case, I probably drop the crossbow, let it hang at my side, draw my other sword, and I would uh, run up to the guy that I just shot at, but that seems way too heroic. Uh, instead, I'm going to heroically stand where I am and guard the horse and wagon. Ah. Uh, okay. Horses need protection, too. That's true. All right. Stripey. Stripes. He's going to go up to the big guy that Tokus is fighting. He is going to help Tokus fight that guy by flanking. Mm, I don't know if I'm flanking, though. You're not? Am I? How does that work? Because I'm not next to the mob, but I'm within... You're flanking with a reach weapon. I'm flanking with a reach weapon right now. Oh, that's fascinating. Wow. Okay. Okay. So can Stripey get around him, though? or I th- think his size and the distance is just a little too much for him to get all the way around. Okay, yeah, because he couldn't move through multiple threatened squares, is that right? Uh, you, can, you can move through it, it's just that he was on the other side of the other one, which means he was already like 30 feet away, so he can just barely reach the guy. Okay, and so he first has to move around, okay. So he can get to him, just not into flanking position. Right. Okay, alright, he'll just go over uh, there. Hey, I'll back him up, I'm right next to him, so okay. at least I can use my reaction to protect him. Alright. Yeah, I'll just get up next to Tokus and attack normally. Um, 20 to hit. Non-natty. 
Okay. Stripes, who gave you permission to attack him next to me? <laughs> for ten. Stripes is like, <laughs> We need subtitles for Stripey. <laughs> there are subtitles, but our listeners can't see them. Yeah. All right. Stripey bites into his leg. And Kwais decides that he's getting out of there. He'll leave you to fight. What? Kwais, what? This is your spice truck. Why you betray us like that, man? 